so how's it going? <laughs> Dude, the the deer in the headlines look on Tommy's face right now. <laughs> he disappears and then he pops up looking more confused than I've ever seen anyone. We're good. We're rolling. What oh, so what episode right. is this? What show is this? Uh, episode 113 of Tell Me Where to Turn. And it is a, a very special episode as we are commemorating our three-year anniversary of doing a podcast that three to nine people listen to <laughs> every week religiously. I want to. we're glad they do. Breaking news. Listenership trending up after last week. Oh, yes. We got True Detective out of the title, and we are starting to tent upward. <laughs> so who are you, sir? Well, me, you're uh, you're talking to, to Glenn. I'm at Glenn3 underscore 11 on Twitter. I, uh, I would just like to apologize if there's variances in the level of audio for the first two minutes of the podcast. But I am Tommy two underscore zero, and I'm I'm now going to be wondering the rest of the show why what I did didn't work. So you're going to see me sitting here sipping my coffee, being highly distracted. Notice my branded coffee mug here. I trust me, I I see it. And <laughs> I'm going to sit here, and then about 45 minutes into the show, I'm just going to like epiphany is going to strike, and I'm going to be like, that's why it didn't work because. If you guys could hear the music, you sh- this should have worked, but it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. Who's the third guy that's on this podcast? I, I was going to say, after that soliloquy, I am Point Break Dave on Twitter at Point Break underscore Dave and just anxiously awaiting when Tommy sees that he didn't plug in the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find the show at Where to Turn Pod. On Twitter. Yeah. So a couple, couple of ground rules before we start. Dave, you're a little too close to your mic. Glenn, you're perfect. Oh. In every way. In, in a lot of ways, I've always wanted to tell you that I just haven't had the courage to yet. Thank you. I appreciate all your courage and your candor. Let me, let me tell you guys how I started my day this morning. Did you guys you guys uh, get, your, uh, get your workouts in this morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a workout morning. I, I knew uh, I knew Dave did because there was a text from him at like four thirty this morning. So I was like, well, I guess he's up. I, I didn't get up that early. Hey, clanging and banging. That's right. Steaks and weights. Five thirty a.m. I was back and bicep today. So th- this is how my morning started. I got up. You know, uh, ate nature's no explode, also called a banana. <laughs> I I use that in addition to un- Okay, now what happened to your audio? What did you do? Well, I just switched to my mic. I finally <laughs> now you sound like you're in the room with me. This is amazing. Yeah. So I went to the I went to the gym. So one of the things I struggle with in the gym now besides just not deadlifting as much as some of the women, which I've always struggled with, is there's not there's not like a good place to get organized when you first get there. So I've got so I'm I'm hold on <laughs> clarify that. How many folders are you dragging into this place? So I I, I um it's I'm I live in a part part of the country that's still cold. I just call it I like to call it uh I like to call it Nash. 
that's just that's what we locals call it. Okay. So I've got my I've got my coat, and then I've got my uh, actually really nice of Point Break Dave. He got me some new workout gloves, but these are um these are actually like we we could probably do a whole podcast about these gloves that he got me, but they're 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 bigger than your average workout gloves. They've got the little um extra strap that you can wrap around the bar, and then a big piece that goes around the wrist. So they're too big to just put in my pockets. So I'm holding those. I'm doing pretty well financially these days, so I've got <laughs> AirPods. <laughs> so I've got to get them configured. So anyways, when you walk in the gym, like I got to have a place where I can just stand for a minute, get my gloves on, get my AirPods in, start my workout app, get the ticket playing. So the best place to do that is right in does front. This, okay. Does this hinder when you story. go ahead? <laughs> does... Just do your own shit. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Is all this hindered because you open the door and somersault in and then sit Indian style? <laughs> Well, first I have to raise up out of my mechanical coffin. <laughs> kind of stare the door down, slowly walk in. Yeah, and then get in the pose. So you can't just sit down on a bench anywhere. Well, this place is pretty busy, man. You're not gonna. I don't. I don't want to be the guy that goes in and sits down on the bench and uh, takes that up while I'm get. So I just. I just. I. I have a routine, and I just kind of stand in front of the um, the seated calf raise machine. You're familiar with that, right? You know, it's. Got the uh, got the um, appendage. I like to call it on the end of it, and you stack the weights on it. Yeah. I was familiar with that, but <laughs> not since last October. It's not in the regimen currently. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. So let me ask you this then: uh, You're a man of uh, a man of very sizable calves. How much? I wouldn't say that. How, mu- how much weight were you putting on that machine when in your heyday? Um. I honestly don't remember. Um, I don't know. A couple plates. Okay. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and call you out here. You were doing more than that. If you don't have at least three plates on there, you're not even trying. Okay. Maybe I had more than that. It's Dana, not, it's Dana not Brooke like a could frequent, do two plates. It's not a frequent, uh, wasn't frequent in the routine, but I was familiar with its use. The uh, the calf's a strong muscle. We'll we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. So I'm standing in Are front of the doctor? calf. <laughs> I'm standing in front of the calf raise machine. There's a gear. He's got two plates in there. He's got 90 pounds on the calf raise machine. That's weak. It's weak. I I mean I wouldn't even warm up with 90 pounds on there. Okay. I'm standing in front of the calf raise machine. I'm trying to get my AirPod situated. I hear the thing just slam down. Like, so he's done his set and he just lets it slam up against the thing. And he stands up like in the gym with nobody around. And it's like all day, all day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. That's how I started my morning with that guy. All day, all day, 90 pound calf raise all day. All day. Anybody, did he get a response from anybody, or everybody just kind of looked down at their phone and scurried he off? He got he got one from me. I opened up my Apple Notes that says "Tell me where to turn" and wrote down <laughs> "Open show with story about calf raise guy." You didn't Dude. hit him. With, you didn't hit him with black mass. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever your. 
plan walking into the gym was you immediately call an audible, put about three more plates on there and sit down while he's still like right next to it. Look directly into his eyes the whole time. Yeah, like I was going to br- yeah. bring something real complicated to be doing at the same time just to show him how, how little effort that it requires for me. Start yeah, doing, yeah. doing a Rubik's Cube while I'm calf raising. I have a, uh, a calf raise story that at the gym that occurred actually while I was on the disabled list because a guy that goes there told me the story. It's actually um, called the uh, IL now as of uh, 219. Oh, yeah. And they've even changed that in Yahoo. I just want you to know. So that's not a PC term anymore. Okay. I'll yeah. so do, take not, that under do not use that word, the D word, ever again in my presence. So I was on the handicapped, <laughs> the handicapable list. And uh, yeah, apparently some guy was using that and he had far more than two plates on there because this is a big dude. Um, and somehow in the course of using that machine, I don't know if it was while he was using it or while he was tr- like twisting to exit the machine he uh somehow snapped one of his patella tendons <laughs> oh! and then in the agony of dealing with that his other leg was still under the machine with all the weight on it and one of them apparently snapped and then in his response to that he torqued his body real violently and he snapped the other one <laughs> at the gym and it like falls over and he's just on the floor, obviously writhing in pain because he just snapped two patella tendons. And they're like, yeah, he was laying on the floor for like 20 minutes until the EMTs got there. Oh, you weren't there. You just No, I wasn't it. there, oh, okay. but this guy is, this occurred after my surgery. So sometime mid November to mid December is when it occurred. Um, and he's still and there or did the EMTs ever show up? <laughs> he's still on the floor we we drew a chalk outline around him with the dog next to him but um he no he's back up and running well i don't know if he's literally running but figuratively speaking doing he's better in the than gym you're doing every time. yeah yeah so i guess it's easier to recover from that or he's just a lot better than i am well he just wanted to show you up so he was like after he snapped one he's like may as well get them both out of the way so i could show glenn how you really recover from an injury here yeah they totally talk about me on his podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, and I bet more people are listening to it. So, who's really winning in this scenario? If Glenn had been there, the guy's you know rolling around on the floor screaming, and Glenn kind of pulls the one earphone off and just kind of points like, "Are you, are you done? Are you done with this? Can I get in?" Yeah, I'm just gonna grab a couple more plates real quick, and then uh, I might work in a set. Either that, I would have counted him out. <laughs> Ring the bell. Get this guy out of here. So, oh. uh, three years, guys. We've been three doing years. this ridiculous op- operation for three entire years. It all goes back, as we've told, I think, this story a couple times before. It all goes back to, I believe, very late 2015 at the... Twin Peaks and Addison were all great ideas are hatched. <laughs> yeah, before uh, before the uh, owner of Twin Peaks uh, got involved in a Me Too incident. You know, <laughs> he was probably actually right happen. in the middle of a Me Too incident while we were having this meeting. <laughs> and uh, we just had the discussion of, hey, let's start a podcast. What would it be about? I don't really know. That sounds perfect. We should really do this. <laughs> and we've still, and we've had that same discussion as recently as the last seven days. <laughs> and uh, 
to clarify, when you say we had this discussion, it was Glenn and Tommy by themselves saying, oh, the two of us are going to do a, a podcast is Point Break Dave just kind of looked around, <laughs> looked at his nachos, <laughs> twiddled his thumbs. Tried to see if there was more ranch available. <laughs> was it just the three of us there? Because I picture that uh, Paul Bear could have been there in his Seth Rollins shirt and just been <laughs> completely oblivious to what was being discussed. I feel like the fact that Paul Bear doesn't realize that we have a podcast is probably like the greatest insult to human intellect <laughs> in the history of the world, because he was at the restaurant when we cooked up the idea. We mentioned our show or what we we're going to do on the show by mistake about a hundred times on our last trip together. And this is like the second or third trip we've taken with him since we've been doing the show. And the dude has no idea. I mean, it would be like if I just removed one of my arms later i don't notice anything different seems like the same dude to me but if you were going to be honest with yourself if there was anybody we know that would probably actually do that it would be him that like you would become an amputee and he would just have no idea for like six months i thought you were always like that so we we cooked up this idea and as i remember it at least um had a like we had a lot of momentum for you know three or four weeks we got all the equipment we needed we were researching stuff you know where we're going to post it how to do it all that kind of stuff we were set to go and then like two months of just (laughs) silence just radio silence between at the time the two of us like we had this great idea that we hatched and then eight weeks go by and then we're kind of like oh yeah (laughs) i guess we were gonna do that yeah (laughs) Yeah. No, because I remember vividly remember Googling like how to record a podcast. <laughs> of course. And watching YouTube videos and No, and then all finding all the, you know, the list, best best microphone for podcasts, best hosting solution for podcasts, best you know, editing software. So we got all everything we needed and then nothing. No, and then and then Mother Nature actually stepped in and, and forced our hand, if you will, as we were Scheduled for a little golf outing, and it 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 came a huge, a huge shower, and uh, rained out the golf day. We had the day off, we had the afternoon, and we were like, "Let's just do this." Episode one, no real plan. We didn't have names or anything. Yeah. I I think the show had a name. I don't even remember if it did in episode no, we, one. We had a name for the show because, again, the the things that you were real worried about were not the things I was worried about. I was worried about <laughs> actually having content to do a show. You were real worried about that we had like an avatar for the show and you know things that were not to me as important. But it all worked out. We got that first episode in the books. Yeah. So wasn't the uh the failed uh, golf outing that got rained out and thus birthed episode 1 was that Tommy's initial foray into golf so you your now legendary golf career started at the same time as the podcast that's a very good point i think that would have been my either first or second round of golf ever and whoever would have thought that after that day i would have played literally thousands of rounds of golf. <laughs> <laughs> and no Glenn, certainly and Glenn's probably been... played less than a dozen and since then 
Oh, for sure. I mean, that's three years. Eh, maybe not less than a dozen, but not much. Uh, yeah. Not much more than that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm I'm still still even in in Nashville playing at least eighteen, if not thirty six a week. Yeah. Man, I haven't even seen a golf club since last August. Um, so we started this thing out, and uh, you know, we got sound advice from a professional that that said for us to record 20 episodes first and but not send them out to the public so you know what you're doing we chose to ignore that advice <laughs> and then that same person told you after the first episode to ease up on the racial stuff <laughs> which i also ignored that advice um you know the first handful of episodes we had some editing struggles we were we were answering questions before they were asked and, and things of that nature. But I think by like episode three or four, we had that all squared away. Yeah, there there was in, of course, as the Richard Hendricks of the show, there's milestone episodes that mean things to me that don't mean things to anybody else. And it's really just in, in how we made technical changes to improve the quality of the product the audio quality of the product. But yeah, those first, those first really probably eight to 10 were brutally bad uh, audio quality before I got some good advice from Gustav about bit rate. I got, uh, I actually learned some things about how to use the recording software to, I don't know if you remember, but the first probably seven or eight episodes, you had to turn your volume up to like max to be able to hear us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got figured out why that was happening. Well, and we were recording. Okay. So the first handful of episodes before Dave was introduced, it's just me and Tommy. We're using GarageBand. We're just on our iPhones uh, talking to each other. Like now we at least see each other's faces. But, um, you know, we started this thing out. We both had really small children. So getting out of the house for anything, even for that, was kind of uh, not going to happen. So we're just kind of on the phone with one another. Yeah. And I don't think our wives believed in us at that point that we were going to stick through this. They, they knew the amount of give up that we had in our lives. <laughs> Yeah, I think they were thinking like, yeah, we'll let this go for a couple of weeks and this will take care of itself. <laughs> right. Probably it's not uh, gonna be a problem for long. Well, I mean, we've said that over and over that, you know, the over under was in our, even in our minds was probably this was maybe a 20 to 30 episode foray. Yeah, this is like it, a six month experiment. That would have yeah, that would have been on the far, far end of the spectrum. That would have been the ceiling. Do you remember do you remember Point Break Dave's first appearance on the show was due to a we had him on as a guest due to a feat of strength or a feat of yes. endurance. So I think the very I think the second episode was uh you know we had we had actual themes I think in the the first handful of episodes of the podcast and the second episode I believe was about distance running and our our hatred of it. But that that's uh, segued into Dave's accomplishment of running a was it a half marathon? Yeah, it was just over a half. So a half marathon as a bet uh, under a certain time, and he had to run it like during rush hour. Yeah. So he's like on cr- crossing streets. intersections on public streets. And then we had Dave on the next episode for the very first time, and and you know uh, Dave's first introduction to the podcast was one that was the topic. But he was mostly known for uh, getting as far away from his mic as possible <laughs> so that it sounded like he was down in a well somewhere. That's true. And that generated a lot of Twitter comments about get Point Break Dave out of the well. 
Now, would People you also, were worried. Would you also agree that the uh, episode that was entitled about our hatred of running was really more about our hatred for one specific person <laughs> that we projected that onto running? Okay, I don't know. Is the statute of, is the statute of limitations far enough up on that yet? I don't think hatred is the word, but I, I'm very much, you know, I stick to the statement that distance running is the athletic accomplishment of the non-athlete. That's been, that's what I sign the screen with about every other day. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, and this this comes from Point Break Dave, who made runners everywhere look bad by essentially running under nine minute miles for a half marathon with no training <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think he did a time. Didn't you do like a test run just to figure out if the traffic was going to slow you down too much? I I did a test run more or less just for wayfinding because the the bit was running from where I live in Plano to a poker game in Frisco. And when you're obviously running, you're not. When I drive there, it's, you know, the George Bush and the tollway, which I was not going to run across. <laughs> well, yeah, because so you was... don't have a toll tag. They would have they popped <laughs> you for zip cash money. That's not going to work. I was very concerned that I was going to get lost and lose the bet, even though physically I could make it. Yeah, but didn't you, like, stop at the shops at Legacy and, like, high-five people? And you still yeah. you still did, like like, right at nine-minute miles with no training? And what's funny is I had a bit because if you remember the house, uh, there was a Brahms very close by. And my bit was going to be if I thought I was plenty good on time, I was going to run in there and get an ice cream cone and then run up to the house eating it. But I I lost <laughs> track of my time and I wasn't sure like if I need to be rushing or not. So I, I didn't do it. So in the... Uh infancy of the podcast um first off infrequency was the theme as far as posting <laughs> episodes especially in the first year like if you go back and look through the whole uh you know catalog of episodes you'll see two three four and five week gaps at times in between episodes and we talked about this a little offline today there was i think a couple of themes from year one that involved me one, me being on vacation frequently, <laughs> and two, I was sick for the entire year of 2016. So, like, if you listen to those episodes, I, I would say the majority of them, I, my voice just sounds terrible, or I'm clogged up, or somebody's asking me if I'm okay, and I have, I have no idea, I have no explanation, but every old episode I've listened to recently, I sound terrible. I remember getting... Uh, is either an email or a tweet from uh, someone I know that listens that just said, is that Glenn guy always sick? <laughs> he sounds terrible. But if you think about the yeah. history of the show, which is, you know, now greater than a three year time period, you spent a year battling sinus infections you spent months <laughs> battling ileitis. You've torn your ACL. Like I don't even think I've had much more than a cold in those three years. <laughs> yeah, we weren't on. We weren't putting out episodes when Dave almost died. We could have. We could have done an episode from the hospital. No, and that boy, that would have been great. Do you feel I like the, been... the first episode that really put us on the map? And it's ironic because this episode has suddenly had a resurgence in the last seven days. Was when we did the over the top review. 
So I feel like that was the first time I remember getting like a lot of tweets at the show account and a lot of activity is that people really seem to think that was, that was extra funny or extra, you know, unique for the show because I feel, I feel like that that was the first time we did something and we were like, wow, people really were listening to that. Yeah. And it's topical because, uh, if you don't know, and this will have already occurred by the time this episode come out, but, but Dave and I will be making an appearance at a uh, ticket-related movie over-the-top event here in about less than 24 hours. Oh, yes. No, and spread I'm so, the, I'm spread so the glad, further word. Uh, I'm so glad you guys are going to that. That would, if I was, if I wasn't in Nash, I would be there for sure because I think the opportunity to see that with a group of people that are there with the right mindset that, th- that this is a bit would, yeah, would right. probably, probably be one of those life experiences you can't really trade for anything. But I think uh, some of the best feedback we've gotten is after we've done movie reviews. I think the over the top and coming to America, I just whether it's people that listen to a lot of episodes or just kind of the random tweet, maybe not email, but tweet or I've seen like reviews on iTunes from names I haven't seen in any other shape or form, you know, during the course of this, they just posted like, I love the coming to America episode. So they just stopped by one time. So a bit of show trivia for you. What is the movie that we promised multiple times on the show to review that I had never seen that I went out of my way to purchase and watch. And then we never ended up reviewing. What's the, the fault of one of us. And most of it is not me. Yeah. Most of these things are, but you know what it is, right? You know, the correct answer. I do. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right. So what was I supposed to do? Thanksgiving. I don't know. Just watch watch the movie. (laughs) Watch the movie. uh, Contribute anything to the show. Oh, I can, I can, uh, I can definitely watch, uh, watch the movie. Okay, well, yeah, we're not going to review it until November, until it's Thanksgiving. We've been trying to do it since 2016. Maybe we'll just do a live watch-along. All right, so I got, you know, eight months. I can probably work that in. Yeah. Um, loose Change, that was obviously <laughs> a, a highlight. Yeah, that was a, was a seminal moment in the, uh, in the show's <clears throat> history. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> we learned a lot about a, each other that night. That's a tough thing. Um, let's we we only had I think we had two episodes. There's only been two episodes that I haven't been on. There, there was one where I was on vacation. You guys just talked about the show the night of. Yeah. And then the other was quite literally the day I was in the hospital, thinking I was going to have my appendix removed, <laughs> and I had to text you guys. Yeah, I'm not going to make it because I'm going to have surgery pretty soon. I remember both. I remember we were very somber and caring about your condition. Yeah. <laughs> I think we treated it very delicately because we didn't know how you were, if you were going to be okay or not. So we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to make jokes or say things that might be uh, taken out of context later or seem to be uncaring, right. uncouth. Right. Um trying to kind of nail down wrestling has a theme on the podcast for a good part of it, but I don't think that picked up intensity wise until 2018 reared its head. (laughs) No, but I do remember an early episode because it was definitely one that 
I laughed at the time and listened to, you know, a week or two later and cracked me up. We were watching, I believe we were on Tommy's back porch and we were doing the show, not about wrestling, but we had, I think it was Royal Rumble 1990 on the TV and would make random comments and at one point, Jimmy Superfly Snuka came in, and Glenn goes, oh, look out, he's going to kill somebody and get away with it. <laughs> and I but laughed. I know there was, there was uh, there were, you know, wrestling references, like in the Loose Change episode, that Dave had a Virgil story, and I think that was the first time that we ever talked about Ric Flair Financial, and that we were surprised that he didn't just call the company, Woo! <laughs> Oh, it couldn't have couldn't have gone worse. It was open for eight months. It didn't matter what you call it. It couldn't have been worse. Uh, beginning of 2018, we uh, ventured into, you know, there was the year or more of getting updates from Tommy on Friday Night Lights, but those were brief. You know, it wasn't an entire episode on a show. We're bringing that back one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go for I'll round two. To, to see what I missed the first time through. <laughs> but beginning of 2018, that was our first uh, venture into reviewing a show episode by episode, which was Waco, which, which my opinion turned out great, but then led us down the road of, Hey, let's do this again with another show. Right. But it also, it also means that from pretty much that episode on, we at some point during the show referenced Tibbs and nobody knows what we're talking about <laughs> at this point, except for the three of us. Uh, as we got into May of last year, it looks like through <laughs> end of July, uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of episodes about my uh, medical condition and my bowels. <laughs> so that's great for the listener. Well, it's important topics. It's cur- courageous broadcasting from from us. We've had at least two episodes that have uh, referenced in detail someone that I went to high school with who is literally a murderer. <laughs> Uh, wrestling continued to pick up steam, and then the you know fourth quarter of 2018 was the we made that the I like year to call of the it guess. Q4. Q4 is how Q4. I like to re- yeah, that's how I refer to it. And Q4 it became year of the guest as we as we rolled uh, the great Mike Hernandez and uh, Tom Ginsburg and KJ through here. We had Gustav at the beginning of the year, weren't able to get him in at the end because somebody decided to move out of state. We didn't have, yeah. didn't have enough time. We were this close, this close to having Grego. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lying. I had no. it all. I know. I all and, and then some, yeah. Then somehow like the worst podcast host in the history of podcasts ended up getting an entire show with him. Like, I don't know much, but we could have done better than that guy. Uh, See, you're going to back no away problem. from the mic, but let me tell you Riggs or whatever his name is. Guy's not a good host. Like, if you have Grego on your show, you let Grego be Grego. You don't constantly interrupt him and try to lead him down different paths. You don't come up with your own segments? No, I mean, Grego will be like, so I remember this time I was at this Asian massage parlor and there was these five girls in my room, and then he'll go, so Grego, who do you have in your bracket this year? (laughs) That's how that show is. It's terrible. Like, Well... I made it through the first few episodes of it, and who are we to, you know, we, critique a podcast? We're but, into our fourth year. We have every right to critique a podcast. 
but I made it through a few episodes. Then I think they skipped a week, and then not this past Saturday, but the one before they they had skipped a week because Grego was on the sick, and they just decided, hey, let's just record like a super episode. We'll take everything from the last two weeks and put it together. It's like three hours long, <laughs> and that got an automatic just swipe and and delete function on. Well, you want to you want to talk there. about a show where setting the over under at thirty would be about twenty two high. <laughs> like Grego is like just not reliable enough, I'm afraid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, otherwise, obviously, we've detailed, you know, the alleged failings of Bone Gray and uh, True Detective, and now we start to rebrand and reinvent a little bit, and also continue to drive down the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, and do do we have any? And maybe you have listener things you're going to get into, but do we want to talk about favorite episodes, favorite moments across the three of us? Well, I'll give you. Uh, I think I think we first, and then I'll go to the. No, go ahead. No, I. I uh, well, you broke up on me for a second there too. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah, but nice, nice to hear whatever you would have said. Yeah, here's here's why I know it's you. Here's why I know it's your connection that's bad. Dave looks like he's in HD, 1080p. I look like you're. I'm looking at you through like a CRT TV that's not. Can you quite... see this? <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow, the sexy Southern Belle. All Lacey right, well, Evans taking this trash and turn it into class. <laughs> I think this means we're going to have to take a break. We'll get back to Dave's question in a minute, but um, wow, we're on the road to WrestleMania, gentlemen. We are interesting choice by Lacey Evans not wearing pants this week. I thought that was uh, kind of <laughs> stop things down in a good way, but uh, we are on the road to WrestleMania. I, I have something to start us off, unless you have something urgent that you want to get to. No, the the only thing that I I had was that um, there's YouTube video that leaked of Elias playing the uh the song from A Star Is Born during a live event, and then he really? br- he brought in like some woman. I don't know if she was a backstage hand or from the audience to like sing the Lady Gaga part. Okay. So he start, you know, he starts it off and he's doing like a legit cover and it's not bad. I mean, he can sing, he can play guitar. And then like, as soon as she starts to sing, he just grabs the mic out of her hand. He's like, no, you're terrible. And he just starts berating her and like the crowd's booing. It was so funny. So I'll send you guys a link, but no, by all okay. means, the floor, the floor, the squared circle is yours. You guys are uh, noted and self-proclaimed experts when it comes to WWE. I don't think anybody would argue that point with you. And I want to, it's a very brief exam here that I want to test the extent of your knowledge, okay? So we are, uh, we are dealing, your test material will deal with the current WWE Raw roster. So you don't have to think beyond that, okay? okay? Yeah. So what I'll give you, and we'll we'll trade off here. We'll start with Dave because he's in HD over here. What is he, man? <laughs> and what I what I will give you is the wrestler's actual given birth name, and you will tell me what their character name is. Okay, Boy, well, I'm not sure I'm going to be good at this. I, I, there's only one I know for sure, and his name's Joe. <laughs> he's been <laughs> battling leukemia think, for the last 15 uh, years. It's all 
you know, it's kind of experimental, but you only got to think, you only got to think about raw. Okay. You don't have to think SmackDown or NXT or, uh, anything like that. So none of, uh, um, Alistair Black's real name's not going to be on here because he's not a part of that roster, uh, permanently. Okay. (laughs) Dave, are you ready? Yeah. The street profits. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't say fake DeMarcus Cousins. (laughs) And then if you don't know it, then, you know, Tommy can uh, chime in and see. I'm sure, and hopefully I, I'm you guys sure I will. At least one of them. Okay, Dave, are you ready? I'm ready. First name, Jonathan Good. Um, don't know. Okay, Tommy, you want to take a stab? Does anybody want to take a guess? It's got to be Titus O'Neil. Dean Ambrose. You know what? Uh, I actually, I actually, I actually could have come up with that if I'd have thought about it. I did, I did know that. Okay, Tommy's turn. All right. Okay. Lionel Green. Lionel Green. Uh, gotta be Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, goes back to Dave. Um, yeah, you're just gonna have to guess. Pamela Martinez. I think like the most generic name. Um, Don't look it up on your computer. <laughs> um, Sonya Deville. No, that's not she's Raw. not Raw. She's SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's true. Current oh. champion. Current champion. Oh, Ronda, some kind. Ronda Rousey. No, no. No, I'm, I'm going to guess um, Sasha Banks. It's Bailey. The other side, yeah, the wow. other side. Wow. Okay, uh, this one's for Tommy. That's weird. I don't know if I'm saying this right. <laughs> Fergal Devitt. Oh, yeah, I know this one. <laughs> it's the club Finn, is for everyone. That is Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. I know that That one. is uh, That is correct. So 2-0 two, two is your current score. All right, I got this. All right, Dave. He's cheating. No, I'm not. Dory Prang. Dory? Dory. Um, my hint is it's one of three. One it's of definitely three. a female. Oh, all right. Um, Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. <laughs> yes. There's one for Point Break, Dave. All right, we've got a couple more here. I was totally going to guess a male competitor. <laughs> um, all right, for Tommy, Colby Lopez. Ooh, Colby Lopez. Interesting. So I'm going to assume that they're uh, against the wall. So this one, this one surprised me that oh. what the what the answer was, but Colby Lopez is it, the real and name. It, and it's a and it's a raw competitor, so I can't guess Andrade Cien Almas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I can't even. I can't. Okay, you know what? I actually I do have a guess. Baron Corbin. No, Dave. Right. You want to take a shot at it? Um, it is the name. What we are? Is it someone from south of the border, nationality wise, or is no. that a red herring? Okay, so it's not. No, no way, Jose. I was surprised. <laughs> uh. Biggie. 
Again, not on Raw. All SmackDown, yeah. Can't I keep directions. forgetting it's only Raw. Can't follow directions. Go ahead, tell us. I Baron Corbin was a good guess. Seth Rollins. Oh, real name is Colby Lopez. Colby Lopez. Very interesting. And the last one, Levis Valenzuela. That has to be No Way Jose. <laughs> Dave's turn. Dang it. Oh, no Way Jose. No Way Jose it is. That is correct. That is that, the WWE name game. That was tougher than first that was, and possibly only addition. Uh, tougher than I thought it would be, actually. I'm I'm still mad about Jonathan Good because I knew that because I just read an article about about Jonathan Good and what a nut he is in real life. So Maybe. they chose Seth Rollins as a name because I always thought that was his real name because it's kind of a spare name. No, that's what he. That I, I was when I researched these extensively uh when i brought up seth rollins's name and it said colby lopez i kind of turned my head at the screen too like because those really? are those are not typically names that go together either uh, i make no judgment but i kind of agree as Just well saying, if you go down and like if there's like a new subdivision going up and there's a lot of house building going on you're not probably not going to run into like a ton of colby's there <laughs> <laughs> Like I would almost venture to guess, like if you're driving through and you got your windows down and the house building music's playing and you just scream out like, "Hey, Colby!" I bet you nobody looks looks your way. You might as well just yell out, "Hey, Tanner!" Yeah, I was gonna say Colby's with Tanner and Bryce. Yeah, <laughs> they're all hanging out. Yeah, and they ain't hanging out. They ain't hanging out building the new subdivision. I promise you that. Okay. Um, the only other thing wrestling this week without giving out details of course drew mcintyre still on the upward the upward swing which yeah, makes and, me very and happy he's got an official match at wrestlemania now is that official yeah Are so we it's, doing it's official yeah it's gonna be mcintyre against the big dog i can't fathom a scenario where mcintyre's not looking at the ceiling while the ref's counting one two three in this match <laughs> Vince likes to give people a happy WrestleMania experience. They're not going to bring Roman back from leukemia to uh, beat him at WrestleMania, but man, I love McIntyre's promo that was basically just criticizing post leukemia Roman. Like he didn't pull any yeah. punches. Like he went right in there and just took shots at leukemia. So see, no I think, time for his recovery. I think you're wrong. I think, I think McIntyre goes over. I think they learned that letting Roman run through everyone is what made everyone hate him, and they're not going to do it to him right off the bat. Now there's every like no way Jose is going to be pinning him in a month, <laughs> clean, no. clean in the middle. I think they really could be setting up Rollins to take down Lesnar, whatever the next pay per view is after WrestleMania that he defends against him. Yeah, no, I think, I think you could see Roman Rollins at like SummerSlam or something big. They wouldn't waste that on a, on an in-between one. I don't think. No, no, but that would It'd definitely I, be I, SummerSlam. I, I could be okay on that. Or they could have uh Rollins fight AJ Styles in a match of who's worse on the mic. <laughs> or they could maybe tag team against Grego and rigged and ridiculous or rigs and, <laughs> of a who's worse on the mic tag team championship. <laughs> okay uh should we close the yeah we've close already the we've already broke our own rule we've talked about wrestling too long 
Okay. Let's go back to yeah. I want to go back to Dave. Dave I want to go back to Dave's question of what was our favorite our favorite moments from the show. I mean, for me, it was you know obviously nine eleven. But what I what I've really enjoyed too is going back, listening to some of the older episodes. There's just so much so much subtle humor in there that I think you miss the first time you listen to it or when you're doing it because it's it's just so under the radar. So for me. I mean, it's not it's not a d- definitive moment, but it's been going back and and listening to it um, again to kind of catch some of the subtlety that I miss. You know what our most listened to episode ever was though by a mile. Have I ever told you guys this? I, I think you told us, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so for 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 the longest time, it was the over the top episode, and then coming to America supplanted it, and then um, for as long as you know, as long as the the show's been around, it's been the the coming to America, the over the top, and the nine eleven were always our most listened to ones, and uh, and then the other ones did fine. Well, then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, we did an episode entitled "Walk with Elias," which was actually when we talked about going to wrestling. Uh, I think for the first time, and it had, oh yeah, it had uh, hidden audio of Drunk Point Break Dave in the back seat talking about how much he loves Alexa Bliss and. All kinds of nonsense, but I think what we had d- done is it inadvertently um, hit some kind of a of a search term or got or got indexed somehow for WWE because the numbers that listened to that one just so far and away exceeded even our successful episodes that something weird happened. But uh, but that was it's episode eighty, but that was actually our most listened to episode ever. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Wish I had a better story, but we probably ought to start putting that as the title of every episode. <laughs> Just every one of them. Next thing you know, we'll be selling Blue Chew and making money on this thing. Dave, did you have any specific episodes or just um, I think I think uh, I mean Tommy mentioned it, but I think definitely it's I mean those three episodes were good, but I think I especially got a kick out of uh over the top but just because well one got to go back and watch it which i always enjoy but then like all three of us watched it that week and then had like real different things that we all keyed on that like drove us crazy (laughs) much like glenn had in waco and the weather (laughs) like just couldn't get over one aspect of the movie so many layers and i'd be I'd be remiss in not pointing out too, as far as favorite moments, is the first time that Dave unveiled a uh, a hidden phone call to us, like just because oh, yeah. he he protected the secret so well. Like, as a lot of times we'll say, you know, oh, you know, I'm gonna talk about this, or we'll text each other something funny. But Dave kept the lid on it so much that he pretty much just showed up with his phone and was like, "Can you hook this up so we can listen to it during the show?" And like that was all the direction I got. And so I will. The first one was calling the state representative about daily fantasy sports. And then my favorite will always be calling the NO explode manufacturer and kind of hinting at, yeah, it's cool. If I just, if I give this to my six year old soccer team, girls soccer team before they play, right. I'm only giving them like half a scoop. So everything's (laughs) fine. I'll tell you this. And it's funny because, uh, over the last two weeks, because I wasn't on the last episode, if you could see my call log on my phone, there's been so many calls placed. And I think I have a pretty a pretty funny premise that I'm trying to get through, but it's hard to get in touch with uh, 
political offices right now for some reason. That makes a little bit of sense. To the point that I've even done their little email. I've donated to a few trying to get a phone number. So you mentioned uh, the political scene. I think one of my favorite episodes, I don't know if it'd be that great to go back and listen to now, but episode 21 was after 20 episodes. If we're just making fun of people running, it's just a bunch of diarrhea and 40 yard dash dong jokes. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we do like the most like straightforward, very serious, our true opinions and thoughts political episode in episode 21, just like out of nowhere. And I remember the feedback on that one was like, oh, my God, do we have to take these guys seriously now? And then we quickly abandoned it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I need because... to go. I need to go back and listen to that one because that was pre, uh, you know, Trump election. But feel like we had a lot of hot sports opinions that i need yeah. to go back and see see if our yeah what we uh, what we hypothesized and thought actually has played out i mean i don't know about you guys but my 401k is doing pretty good the last two years <laughs> i can't got a huge, deny that got a huge but... tax refund this year i don't know about you guys i don't know if you uh, um i don't know if you notice anything different about me but um yeah uh, so pretentious <laughs> Um, I don't know if you have, you know, if the HD picture can show you that, but that's a, uh, I'm not going to be impressed until you get on here and you have a universal title belt over <laughs> your shoulder. I don't know if you know this or not, but this is a, this is a, a watch that I could call you from that I'm wearing. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's, that's just great. Um, I think a couple other things that come to mind. One is just like the atmosphere of recording this. So we went from whether it was two of us or three of us just on the phone, just a three-way call recording different, you know, audio streams and then just edit them together. Then we would get together some in person. And at the beginning of that, a lot of it was on Saturdays because I remember recording in Dave's garage and we'd have a table with the recording stuff. We'd have a separate table, which is basically the bar. <laughs> and then I would show up with enough taco casa <laughs> to feed like three families <laughs> and we would record you know, two episodes to go back to back and just I run through whiskey what, and tacos. What a feeling of accomplishment it would be leaving there knowing that we had like two or three weeks figured out because we, the, that pressure that would mount after we hadn't had an episode in like three weeks and people would be like tweeting us and like, well, I guess that's it for this show. And <laughs> yeah. then we, then we get ahead and we'd be like, man, now we've got, now we've got three episodes in a row that we can, we can push out there. Yeah. That was, yeah, not to not to mention the cholesterol. Oh well, for sure. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I, I love the episodes that uh, start out with no plan whatsoever, and then we somehow get fifty minutes, an hour, hour and ten out of it, and then we don't regret any of it. Like nothing gets edited out. We're just kind of like, I'll start us off with. The guy I work with has a he saw him in the bathroom. He's it's hanging out of his shorts, and then we'll just figure it out from there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna push record now if that's cool with you guys. All right, great, let's go. I also liked, uh, especially where episodes where we had multiple listener questions. I feel like those always uh, generate a lot of a lot of conversation. Yeah. So do we have so any? Look, yeah. Do we have any for this show? Let's uh we got a couple emails I wanted to 
read off here. Um, I, I also found like an old tweet from a couple of weeks ago that was a question that we never answered on the show, as far as I know. Do you have that? Oh, we'll get to Twitter after okay. after email. So a couple emails. One from Mike Hernandez, uh, former former guest on the on the show. Uh, I believe the I forgot what episode it uh, number it is, but the title was Breast Milk Deep Freeze, which gets into it's inspired by one of Mike's real weird habits <laughs> that he's got. Yeah, he's he's a strange guy. Yeah, he's got the breast milk fetish. We have Joey that has the duck fetish. <laughs> uh, you got to be weird to listen to this, but Mike's email uh, it says like the subject of my email stated. Congrats on making it to three years. I'm sure things looked bleak after you let me invade your podcast, but nonetheless, nonetheless, you've persevered. So he says two things here for my favorite faith-based podcast. Thank you for knowing that. Indeed. Has anyone else ever had the courage to podcast with you guys while wearing a vest? I don't think anybody did. No, I still remember him in that pretentious members of colonial vest that he was wearing. Until we get Baron Corbin on, Mike will be the only one. One of the one of my big regrets may from not moving to Tennessee hard. is that I missed out because my, Mike and I had big plans because we worked close by each other to start grabbing lunch every now and then and talking about music and things that only the two of us really understand the beauty of. And then, yeah, and now I ended up moving to Tennessee. I, that's probably my biggest regret, even more so than wow. like leaving my my parents is is missing out on those lunches with Mike. Okay. All right. I know Mike definitely wants us to bring back five minutes of of Tommy or whatever we called that thing. Let me see how good my camera is because I want you to read something for Mike that I just got on my email. So I'm going to hold this up to the camera and I want want you to read this. Just uh, if you can not do the uh, Ron Burgundy and read my real name. That would be that would be appreciated. In fact, you really only need to read the the subject line of this email. So let's let's see if this works here. I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, oh, I almost got on. it. Uh, I just said Tommy, no. Tommy, your ticket to see Mumford and Sons. Is that what it is? That is you're right. All set Mumford and Sons. Yes, we are all set for this Friday. Mike, don't worry. Full review of the show. We're probably gonna have to go to three hours next week. Just so I can go song by song, what have you ever given, Mumford is up to. Have you ever thought about doing something wise with your time? I'm going to be going to the home of the Nashville Predators, Bridgestone Arena, to see Mumford and Sons this Friday. Sing a duet with P.K. Subban. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike's next question is, what's next for Tell Me Where to Turn in 2019? Well, one... Knowing what we have to cover next week, I'm going to give myself Ilias, <laughs> so I won't be on. And uh, beyond that, I think we've covered that. We got listener feedback. Yeah. We're going to got some things we're going to cut down, cut out, and kind of reinvent a little bit. Yeah, and we're going to also see what what maladies and illnesses uh, affect Glenn next year. Yeah. So otherwise, he says, thank you for everything you do to your bodies. I look forward <laughs> to continuing to mend my relationship with Point Break Dave in the coming months. Not a chance. Uh, other email from Steve Perry, who we haven't heard from in a long time. No. He says, hey, boys, how about that drive-in? Just for your three-year anniversary, here are my top five favorite where-to-turn moments. 
So oh wow! Time into this. So I'm excited. Already done more than we did to prep for this show. Kind of agree. Uh, number five, your reviews of Over the Top and Coming to America. I think we all 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 are in agreement. I'm not sure how he's gonna get five if he's putting those all as one. <laughs> number four, Point Break Dave prank calls, and he says we need more of those. Which well now that now out. that now that Beto's running for president, surely. <sighs> Yeah. Those donations, those donations Dave keeps making. It's time for more skateboard questions. <laughs> uh, number three, the story about Glenn's trip to Baltimore. He says <laughs> the guy knows how to party. Okay, we are gonna play that audio. That's my promise to Mike: is that I will play that audio on the show in 2019. You know what? You mean Steve? No, no. I think Mike wanted to know what was up for 2019. Oh, Steve's okay. asking yeah. the questions, but Mike wanted to know what the plan for 2019. Mike, the plan for 2019 is we're going to play the Glenn Zucker audio. Because I have it's it. The, it's the three-year anniversary yeah. episode. This is the time to do it. Okay. Well, that's going to happen. If you don't do it now, I'm going to I'm gonna track it down and, and delete it. I'm going to Matt Hardy it from your phone. <laughs> okay, number two. The multiple stories about Tommy basically becoming Romo at golf. Steve's a golf fan. Man, now see, this is a good list. <laughs> he says number one he says the episode that we asked for feedback on the favorite wrestling finishing moves, where he emailed in about Bad News Brown and his legendary finisher, <laughs> the Ghetto Blaster, and the subsequent distance, <laughs> distancing from the show. <laughs> so he says it's still real to him, and thanks for what we've done to our podcast bodies. But thanks, wow. Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Awesome. That's maybe the best email we've ever got. You know, whatever happened to Matt Hancock? He used to email us all the time. He gave us an idea for a drinking game that would have killed us because it had to do with all of our crutch <laughs> I'm phrases. Sure, I'm sure, like most, True Detective probably happened to him, too. I need to hear from that that man. Okay. Well, if he's still via listening. Twitter, email, or, where or to turn in person. Pod. That's right. Hit us up. All right, I got to track down the Twitter feedback because this is going back a little bit. But we had some questions and we also had some uncomfortable moments. <laughs> Hold on. While you're while you're looking that up, I wanted to tell. Uh, well, actually, I wanted to ask Dave a question here. What's the deal with people when they're peeing at a urinal that that? like bend over at the waist at like a 45 degree angle and lean in to the urinal. You, you, are you aware are of this? They, is this, is this a, a, like a, a normal urinal or like the low kid one? No, no, this is a normal one, but they, their, their entire lower body is rigid. All of it. I've checked Whoa. every part of it, <laughs> but then they, they're, well, they're, it's they're hard to do. They're bent like, at the waist so that it's they're they're kind of like at a making like a 45 degree angle and usually they also are using both hands to handle the uh the uh um member yeah i mean i don't i don't know what the right pc term is this day what about, yeah, is, ha- is handle or <laughs> member the term you're looking to replace well probably neither honestly but if you're bent over like that and you're using both hands, I mean, is that indicative of like the micro? No, that's in that's indicative of uh, high water pressure. So you got to angle things down, or you get splash back. Okay. Interesting. Fair enough. Interesting. Fair enough. But yeah, I've can a, we can we get back uh, back to Twitter? Well, I want to talk about genitalia a little bit more. 
Get back, uh, get back to Twitter. Okay, so I we recently tried to market the podcast a little bit and got a response from a uh, sweet and low Chris Ten that we lost her at faith based and then again at gambling and once more at wrestling. So another listener completely satisfied. <laughs> uh, let's see. But here. she loved True Detective. <laughs> yeah, she's a big fan. <laughs> um. Justin reached out to us and he he, uh, added that uh, over the top was on his list. He's going back through and listening to most, if not the entire catalog. This guy's a hero, by the way. Um, So he said the over the top review episode 18, he had a lot of laughs. Thanks guys. He talked about how his dad owned a trucking company. So he kind of, it kind of hit close to home uh, for him. Trucking company. How rich is he? Yeah, and he mentioned stopping at places where the waitresses <laughs> did know his dad's name. Oh, no. Um, his dad did not have the arm weights in the uh, in the truck. Oh, so that's not um, a real thing. I'm shocked. <laughs> it's like well, my whole childhood's been ruined here. So then Dave, Dave and I started to ask him questions as to <laughs> whether... If any in the any of the diners that, that the, the Smasher showed up and challenged him to an arm wrestling match, or if his dad had ever run him down in the middle of a median in a highway and tackled him and ripped his sleeves off, uh, those are all questions that need to be asked. And he said no. He said he never grabbed me in that way or ripped my sleeves off. Did you ask uh, him but if he, his mom brought, was doing okay? Hold on. Oh, that really happened. Uh, he did, uh, bring it back down and say he went a few years without seeing his dad. So kind of relatable with Lincoln Hawk slash Lincoln, Hawks. Lincoln disappeared a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then Dave had a question about delivery and Lincoln Hawks inability to show up anywhere on time. But then the question was posed just, uh, regarding, uh, Hey, in the event your mom passed away because of a condition that was never identified by modern medicine, maybe just leave that out. And uh, let's just say cancer was mentioned. And uh, Dave, what are you doing? That was that was fully Glenn three underscore eleven led. Not- what are you guys doing? We've we've got a new listener to the show, and you guys have to go drag that up. I it's unbelievable. I was asking medical questions and uh, Dave stepped, he dove into the bear trap, Uh, but then, but then Justin turned it around on us by, uh, Hey guys, uh, by the way, I thought the Bowman gray discussions were actually shtick to try to push listeners away, (laughs) (laughs) but it is hard to imagine you lost more listeners because of true detective. He said he listened and uh, he enjoyed those. Oh, so he's the one. <laughs> That's actually a pretty yeah. funny line that we were we were doing a it's like an Andy Kaufman bit, like we were doing intentionally doing something that we knew would drive listeners away. That's pretty great. Oh, so that's all we've got from uh from Twitter. Oh, some news um, some news from my watch. A brief rain shower will begin around nine fifty four and the rain will be light. That's amazing information. I could not have done without that at any moment in time in my um, 
in my life. Um, I was going to share one weird moment I had this week. Went on a little little company lunch. And uh, expensing that bad boy. Yeah, but I, I wasn't the. I wasn't at the head table on this one, so I wasn't the one toting the card. Wow. But I was invited, meeting with a, a client, and uh client had kind of a a newer hire, a trainee or a protege, as he was termed. Um, and we were talking about whatever, something to do with our company, somebody that had left our company, and uh, somebody had been put in their role on an interim basis. And we were talking about that, and we were kind of joking about how, hey, the joke's on kind of them, the whole interim title. They're really just taking over this other role, even though they don't know a whole lot about it. They're just going to absorb it. Well, this guy couldn't have been older than like 25. He's at the table, and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, what does interim, what does interim mean anyway, you know? And I thought he was playing into our joke. Oh, no. Like that, it, oh, and, no. I, and I, of course, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it. There's no interim to this. I mean, this is indefinite. This this guy is probably you know, stuck with this position and this this extra role, you know, full time. He goes, no, really. What does interim mean? Like I've seen that before. Like interim head coach and interim whatever. And I think I think I my entire face just went like I froze like I did on a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> because his his fellow employee his co- fellow employee his colleague kind of leaned over and it gave him the definition of what interim meant. So how do you get out of college in working for like a a legitimate company? This is not, this was, I I didn't, I didn't get three waffle house and say, Hey, let's go have a good meal. You're, you're having a meal that's being paid for on the company expense account. And you don't know what the word interim means. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's I would say more shocking than that. How do you graduate college, get a job, obviously interview, all that, and not realize in that moment you don't fess up that you don't know what it means? <laughs> yeah, I was going like, to say, what do you think oh, I've been doing? Oh, look that up later. <laughs> what do you think, act like you know. What do you think I've been doing for the last five months in Nashville? Like every day, all I do is talk about stuff I have no idea what it means. And right. then I just go look it up later. But in the meeting, I just kind of have a serious expression when they ask me what I think about it. I say, well, you know, there's, there's two sides to that. And, um, you know, I really think we need to be balanced in our approach. We probably should actually just take a step back and just, yeah, <laughs> just kind of like to, you know, take a moment to really evaluate everything and, and make sure that we're on the right path for, uh, for a, a successful implementation. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I would look at most things. But my usual response in the scenario when someone doesn't know what something means that I feel like they should or, um, you know, to kind of belittle them. But I'm not going to do that in a work environment. But my response normally probably would have one to be like, how do you not know what that means? But also, if you don't know the whole fess up thing, you are literally in the possession of a supercomputer, either in your hand or your pocket that you could type in what does interim mean and instantly have the answer without looking like a fool. Yeah. Or you could just be like, well, since you don't know in the interim, we'll talk about something else. <laughs> uh, they should have slid over and be like, we well, should know that because your position is interim. <laughs> so it's kind of important that you know what this means, buddy. Oh, that's funny. Oh man. Do you guys have anything else? 
Well, I got a ton more, but I think we're about at time for anniversary episodes. So I can, a, a lot of this stuff can keep uh, to next week. But the uh, last thing I want to leave you with is gambling related. And we couldn't end a show without gambling related. But I've made two bets um, in the last couple weeks. And I want you to just, I don't want to spend a lot of time because we're out of time. But I just want to tell me which one of these two bets do you like better? I have betted, and it's actually with the same gentleman. They're both $100 bills. I have all 67 teams in the NCAA tournament, and he has Duke. I love that bet. And then the other bet I made is I have every team in the NBA, and he has Golden State. I don't like that one as much, but I love the Duke bet. I mean, that's a – seems like percentage-wise, you've got about a – I'd say at least 60, 65% chance of winning that. So you think I'm a favorite here? Because Duke is, if you you know look at the odds, they are m- more favored to win the tournament than any team has been in, in the recent past. So, I mean, this is definitely a year where they, the bookmakers feel like there's a clear, a clear difference. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the field. So it's kind of an exciting place to be in because every game that's going to happen between now and, like, two weeks from now, my team's going to win. So... <laughs> Good point. I mean, we got a full day games tomorrow. I can guarantee you every one of those games, my team's going to win. <laughs> like I'm going 10 and 0 tomorrow. I already know. I yeah. hope, uh, I hope you two gentlemen and our listeners jumped on the, uh, Abilene Christian bet a few days ago. I think you got ignored to be honest with you. I don't think many people I jumped, jumped on, on it. Unfortunately, I'll tell you this. When you fill out your bracket, Glenn, well, you <laughs> <made>. <laughs> Pulling out the other one. That. <laughs> That's maybe you what just, you call it. <laughs> what would that? What would that would look like? Exactly. It looks the exact same as the one we have now. Is that there be there be there be literally no difference except probably like uh, Yale wouldn't be on it. But other than that, I think we'd That's, be. <laughs> That's the one where Prairie View A and M runs the table and Howard bombs Duke in the final. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't know either. I I think for next week, my only tease is that a couple things, but we'll save it for next week that I have a current uh, surprising movie obsession and I will share a brief uh, thing that I learned today about how 9-11 killed Forrest Gump. If any listeners know how to get phone numbers for political offices, please let me know. (laughs) You know how to find him on Twitter. When we